the majority of people who come down with a very serious form of cancer and they go through, what's the first thing they do? Well, they do surgery if they can. If they can't, they go right into chemotherapy. If they do surgery, they'll follow it up with chemotherapy and then they follow that up with radiation. But these cells are resistant to that. Which is why if they do say, oh, we've conquered it, you're fine, the tumor is shrunk down to nothing, you know, in a little while, if your lifestyle doesn't change, it comes back again. Hey, everybody, it's Dr. Jack, and welcome back to the Forbidden Doctor podcast. This podcast, episode 165, the anti-cancer properties of turmeric. And is Mary back from the vacation? Yeah, she is, but I recorded this just before she got back. So what I'm going to talk to you about is some of the new research that's going on concerning the very powerful herb turmeric. Many of you have heard it. It's a real buzzword. It's in the, uh, it's out there in the marketplace really heavy right now. It's what's in curry. If you have uh, yellow Indian color, yellow colored Indian food, it's probably got turmeric in there. Now, the reason I am talking about this is because of the new research in China on its effects on cancer. Now, you might ask yourself this question. China? Why China? Well, the answer is as simple as it is ominous. Our federal government here in good old USA will not supply funds for herbal research out of the NIH that truly amounts to anything significant. The NIH, the FDA, the CDC, and any funding that they authorize for medical research goes to, you're right, drugs, 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 and more drugs. There's a tiny amount that unceremoniously is distributed for some um, alternative research, but the amount is trivial, and almost always a medical doctor has to be the principal researcher. Even though they know nothing about nutrition, their name has to appear first, and medical doctors won't do that. They don't want to be identified with nutrition. And I know this is so because I sat on an alternative research board for several years. And why is this? Well, because all the other first world industrial, uh, industrialized nations have universal health care. America stands alone among all the industrialized nations in not providing this for their population. So all these other governments that provide free health care for their citizens devote their research dollars for what works. European healthcare, for instance, is years ahead of America for this very reason, especially in Germany. And don't be fooled by thinking medical research coming from nations like China that you might think somehow behind our own is less important or as intense as ours. Their motivation is different like it is in these other countries. They are out to save money, not make it for big pharma. So enough with the politics already. Uh, before we get to that, for our regular listeners, or listeners, the next four minutes is our financial stuff. You can fast forward through it if you choose. But for our new listeners, please listen at least one time so you understand how we do things around here. I want to take a few minutes to talk to you about why we don't have sponsors on this podcast and what that means for our business model. Yeah, we've been approached many times to sell products on this show but we've always resisted these financially tempting offers because what we're doing here is too important to be seen as biased or dishonest in favor of this product or that product or to be beholden to the views of a particular brand of something. You deserve unbiased information, and we know we have to compromise on that if, if we were to shill for third-rate products. 
And even though we do promote our products, it's because we made it and we know what's in it and we have the testimonials to back it up. But that said, we don't make money from these podcasts. All of our income comes from your support and the sales of our supplements and the supplements of the one and only true whole food supplement manufacturer in the United States, Standard Process. But we aren't paid by Standard Process. Indeed, they discourage anyone talking about the amazing benefits of their products. So Standard Process and our own forbidden doctor supplements have saved our own lives and helped countless thousands of patients searching for an alternative to drugs for anything and drugs for everything. So the bottom line is we may mention supplements that you can get from our website or elsewhere on the, on the web. Uh, the knowledge we share is real, and you can take that with you forever, whether or not you ever buy anything from us. But if you have taken our free symptom survey, then let our nutritional experts consult and develop a personal supplement protocol for you. Uh, based on your real-world nutritional needs. And then if you buy your protocol from us, not only have you taken a huge step in the right direction of your own health, but you've made everything we do here at Forbidden Doctor possible with your support. So thank you for that support. Yes, now let's get started. So in uh, the latest research out of China, the University of Macau and the Guangdong Medical University, turmeric um, has taken a hyper leap forward in the treatment of cancer uh, because this, uh, I can only call it a superfood, shows very potent anti-cancer properties against chemo-resistant cancer cells. Now, I'm going to get a little deep here in a minute to, to explain what that means. Um, if you've listened to our podcast on cancer, you know that we've said a number of times there's only about three or four cancers that chemotherapy actually works on. And they're blood-borne cancers, uh, lymphoma, uh, some leukemias, some childhood leukemia. Uh, it also works on men's uh, testicular cancer. But all the other cancers, chemo is essentially useless, which is why they're moving away from chemo and more into immunotherapy, which s still is using drugs, but that's the way your body fights cancer is through immunotherapy, and they're trying to copy that. And so chemotherapy, of course, is one of the most commonly used conventional treatments for cancer, even though it's relatively useless. And so the whole idea of using chemo against cancer is to stop them from dividing, which they do just prolifically, quickly, or just by outright killing them. And unfortunately, uh, the reason that you see the explosion of immunotherapy and other uh, attempts to deal with cancer um, is leaving chemotherapy behind because it has a very low efficacy and a lot of cancer cells survive it. You know, just like an antibiotic, there's a lot of bugs that survive the antibiotic, which is why when they give you a prescription for, say, two weeks, you're supposed to stay on it for two weeks because the, e the easy ones die off right away. The, the more ingrained, more resilient bacteria, pathogenic bacteria, you know, require two weeks of um, antibiotic therapy to get the job done. And so to make things worse, the cancer cells that survive <laughs> end up developing a resistance to the drug, which makes it even more difficult to destroy. And then, and then of course, the, the major side effect of chemotherapy is that it doesn't just go after cancer. It, go, it kills 
it kills all the other things, which leads to terrible side effects like the severe nausea and the vomiting, the hair loss, fatigue, low white blood cell count, bleeding, anemia, loss of appetite, and can definitely affect mental health because as those chemicals course through the bloodstream, they're killing other cells as well. And the idea, the theory behind it is to kill the cancer before the drug kills you. Now, there are different ways to overcome the resistance to cancer, uh, to chemo that cancer cells have. And they've, they've explained with a lot of different, they call it chemo resistance. Um, they've, they've tried to add certain kinds of uh, pharmacological therapies to mainstream chemo approaches in order to make the chemo more effective by getting rid of the resistance of the cancer cell to the chemo. And so what, you know, the, the whole idea is to try to cut off energy to the cancer cell. So it dies. Cell apoptosis. And um, as cancer cells multiply and divide, they try to inhibit uh, that multiplication, uh, try to change the metabolism of the cancer cell. And they use a lot of different kinds of therapies. But even combining several different kinds, and I, I'm not going to go into them, they're very, very technical, the resistance of the cancer cell to the chemo is still a big challenge to chemotherapy. So there are natural substances that are being considered as possible solutions to the chemo resistance. And of course, turmeric is uh, right there in the forefront. Um, previous studies uh, was done to, sh to improve the sensitivity of, of um, certain kinds of breast cancer to certain kinds of chemo to make the chemo a little bit more effective. But there aren't any reports, really, on the anti-cancer effects of what is known as um, furanodian, which is part of turmeric that helps the, the chemo-resistant cancer cell not be so chemo-resistant and this is all published in the journal Chinese Medicine. And the researchers looking at this uh, observed the function of certain kinds of effects taking place in certain kinds of breast cancer cells. And so these that were resistant to chemotherapy, they, were, they subjected these cells to treatment either by a form of uh, essential oil from turmeric or the furanodian that was uh, orally taken. And afterward, they would evaluate the effects on these transporters <clears throat> and the viability of the form of chemo they were using against the breast cancer cell. And, and it showed that the turmeric significantly reduced um, the viability of the cancer cell. It, it, it made them sick to the point they died. I mean, however, the... The uh, observation also re reviewed, or I'm excuse, revealed that they weren't inhibiting the cancer, but they did something to make the cancer cell less resistant to the chemo. So what's the bottom line here? Well, overall, the, the results of this study suggest that turmeric has very potent anti-cancer properties that work even against chemo-resistant cancer cells which most cancer cells are. 
And so they're talking about the additional studies that need to be used as a natural remedy against cancer. And that has relevance more here than elsewhere because it's already being used in the treatment of cancer in the Orient. It's being used for treatment against cancer in India. Now, I'm not suggesting you use it for treatment of cancer here. I'm not a cancer doctor. But over the years, and we, we've been using turmeric in our uh, long life energy enzymes for a long time, four years now. But turmeric has gained a lot of attention, not just in its anti-cancer effects. It, has a, it, it is able to assist the body in several, several areas, the, um, especially uh, the curcumin, which is the active ingredient in turmeric. And those terms are used interchangeably, but curcumin is a part of turmeric. Turmeric is not a part of curcumin. Uh, it's known for its very potent anti-inflammatory properties, which is great for relieving inflamed and, and swollen joints. We will use it in the clinic with patients who come in with arthritic degeneration. One of the first things I suggest is turmeric forte right away. It's something we have in the office. And um, it's very good for health, uh, I mean, for the, for the heart. Chronic inflammation is a major contributor to the development of heart disease. And a lot of the chronic inflammation that tends towards heart disease is the result of the continued presence of insulin in the bloodstream because of the continued consumption of processed carbohydrates all day long. And turmeric has been shown to effectively reduce that inflammation. Moreover, I mean, this, this and you only call it a superfood, it improves the lining of the blood vessels so that, they, so that the blood vessels that have a, a major effect with blood pressure and clotting can regulate that better. We also found that turmeric has um, great anti-stress effect because turmeric is an adaptogen, which means it helps manage stress levels. And it does this by regulating uh, cortisol, has a direct effect on cortisol, which is, you know, a stress hormone. And uh, it's long been known in Ayurvedic and traditional Chinese medicine as a remedy for diabetes. I mean, this traditional use is backed up with evidence from multiple studies that show that curcumin can help stabilize blood sugar. So additionally, this, this compound can reduce the risk of diabetes and its complications. Now, I have a couple of quotes here, one from thetruthaboutcancer.com. They said this, turmeric's active ingredient is an extracted compound called curcumin. Studies have shown that curcumin helps prevent several forms of cancer, including breast, lung, stomach, liver, and colon because of its anti-inflammatory and antioxidant properties. It stops the development of cancer by interfering with the cellular signaling aspects of the chronic disease. In other words, as I was talking about at the beginning of this podcast, it helps chemo-resistant cancer cells to not be so chemo-resistant. Now, I'm not saying you use chemo. That's up to you and your oncologist. But if it does that, it does other things as well. And it's the signaling between cancer cells and your immune system that kind of got disrupted to begin with because usually in full-blown cancer, especially metastatic cancer, your body doesn't know the cancer's there. And your cancer doesn't know that your body is there. They're two separate life forms, but the cancer needs you to live. And because your immune system doesn't know it's there, it won't attack it. And so curcumin, it's been being discussed that curcumin has this smart kill property to it. 
that inhibits the growth of tumors and the spread of cancer at a cellular level. And so this is where the research is going on right now, but not in this country because our government does not support nutritional therapy, only drugs. So the ability to uh, target cancer stem cells is one of curcumin's most powerful anti-cancer properties, and I'm getting this from greenmedinfo.com. This is a very good source here. <clears throat> because as you have heard Mary and I talk about cancer in the past, uh, the old idea of cancer being old cells that should have died going rogue is more and more now being replaced with the truth, which is the stem cells, the undifferentiated itty-bitty little tiny cells in all of our tissues that replace the dying cells with new healthy cells, whether heart, liver, kidney, whatever, they're the ones who are going rogue. So this is from greenmedinfo.com. The, st the study describes the wide range of molecular mechanisms presently identified by which curcumin attacks cancer stem cells, which are the minority subpopulation of self-renewing cells within a tumor colony. Now, that's just long words saying <laughs> stem cells have been drafted into the cancer society, and they become cancer cells, and they're in every tissue, which alone are capable of producing all the other cells within a tumor, making them the most lethal, tumorogenic of all cells within most, if not all, cancers, the stem cells. Because cancer stem cells are resistant to chemotherapy, radiation, and may even be provoked towards increased invasiveness through surgical intervention, they are widely believed to be responsible for tumor recurrence and the failure of conventional treatment. Now, do you follow that? As I said, Mary and I have done many podcasts on cancer and the relationship to stem cells because that's where the cancer is coming from, the stem cells. Stem cells are the tiniest of these tissue cells. They're in all your tissues. Your umbilical cord was loaded with them at the time of your birth. And they got into your body and they just, they, just in, they just swept through the whole body, filling the heart, filling the liver, filling the kidneys, filling the digestive system, the brain, to become new cells. And what this thing is saying here is that even surgical intervention can increase the invasiveness of of these cancer stem cells and that they're resistant to chemotherapy, they're resistant to radiation, which is why the majority of people who come down with a very serious form of cancer and they go through, what's the first thing they do? Well, they do surgery if they can. If they can't, they go right into chemotherapy. If they do surgery, they'll follow it up with chemotherapy and then they follow that up with radiation. But these cells are resistant to that. Which is why if they do say, oh, we've conquered it, you're fine, the tumor is shrunk down to nothing, you know, in a little while, if your lifestyle doesn't change, it comes back again. Now, it can only be hoped that the FDA and Big Pharma don't find a way to outlaw turmeric, since it seems to have as much promise as marijuana as a cancer preventative and cure. And that, you know, you know, I say that in jest, you know. <laughs> I mean, if a, a potential cure for a disease can be found in nature, the pharmaceutical drug makers have no use for it since it's going to cut into their profit margins and they're going to try and stop it immediately. 
so and I and I, I'll put a little aside in here about mer- medical marijuana. Um, the major reason the pharmaceutical companies don't want you doing that is because it works. Uh, society that's anti-medical marijuana is afraid that it's a doorway drug into heroin. I have a mess of patients who use marijuana all the time. They have to go out of state to get it. It stops their children's seizures or greatly reduces them. And for other reasons, not one of them have been seduced into into heroin yet. But when natural cures and preventatives are proven to have merit, then you know, the drug industry is typically going to go to great lengths to denounce and prevent their use, or, or at least find some way to synthesize it and then patent it so that they can be sold to the public for enormous profits, whether their versions are safe or effective or not, and often the pharmaceutical versions are neither. Uh, I just saw a commercial on TV this morning while I was watching the weather. Uh, have you taken Zeralto and had these effects? Now, Zeralto's been out for a few years, and I remember when it first came out, I remember saying to Mary, boy, there's another one. It won't be long before they're asking for people who've had terrible side effects to join in the class action lawsuit. So when natural cures and preventatives have proven to have merit, um, if they can't patent it, they will deny its use to you. So what do we recommend? Well, we recommend turmeric forte. It isn't just turmeric. It has fenugreek as a major component. And this is available at ForbiddenDoctor.com. Turmeric forte, T-U-M-E-R-I-C, forte. Um, A study published in the Journal of Clinical Psychopharmacology in April of 2016 said that uh, turmeric is much more absorbable if it's in the presence of fenugreek. Because turmeric by itself is very difficult to get the body to absorb turmeric in any appreciable amount. It needs an assist. It needs help to get it into the cells. The body, for some reason, is somewhat resistant to it. But when fenugreek, interestingly enough, is present in the mixture, which is considerable in, in our product, turmeric forte, then assimilation is much quicker. So I did not do this podcast to give you a treatment for cancer. I'm just telling you what was in this uh, Chinese study. And you're going to hear more and more about the anti-cancer effects of turmeric forte. And I'm just a little bit concerned that you're going to see more and more uh, from the FDA to class turmeric as a drug and get it out of the public's hands. Hopefully that never happens. The statements made in this podcast about specific products have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided or any information contained on or in any product label or packaging or this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. I forgot to mention you can get that at ForbiddenDoctor.com, the turmeric forte. So thank you for listening to this Forbidden Information and our Forbidden Podcast. Join us next time for another in-depth discussion of forbidden knowledge. And I can say we, because I believe Mary will be back by then. We will see you then. Thank you for listening to the Forbidden Doctor Podcast. If you are curious about long-life energy enzymes or ageless thyroid, you can purchase them without a membership from our website at ForbiddenDoctor.com 
or get our enzyme formula from amazon.com by searching the full term long life energy enzymes. Don't forget to take our obligation free symptom survey to get a free personalized supplement protocol recommended for you by Dr. Jack, Mary, or one of our qualified nutritionists. Take the survey Get a call from our nutritionist to create a protocol and a patient login. Then use that login to see your own personal protocol along with any favorites you've saved from our symptom library. Remember, our website and our clinic are here for you always.